0: Hello and welcome back to the Her Life Blogcast. I'm your host, Rachel Malik, and in order to really understand what a big deal this interview is to me, I've got to set the scene. It all started last summer with the Zach Brack. I took to Instagram Stories one August afternoon and designed a tournament of Instagram polls to decide which Zac Efron flick featured Zac's hottest self. Because, of course, it did. And also, Charlie St. Cloud won, if you're wondering, because, of course, it did. Overall, it was so much fun, and I knew that it would become a very regular feature, um, a regular aspect of my social media presence. And it did. Since then, there's been lots of brackets. We did Hottest Kardashian X, Silver Foxes, Nicholas Sparks' Leading Men, of course, the June Swoon bracket, complete with all Swoon of the Week features from this very podcast. And all of this culminated just a few weeks ago, in July, when we did the Olympic Swoon Bracket, determining the most handsome male athletes of Team USA. And that's how I met Carlin Iles. This U.S. men's rugby seven star is known for his speed on the pitch. He is the fastest man in rugby. He's also known for his social media presence, which is perhaps why he was so receptive to this bracket in the first place. But don't take my word for it. Let's hear it from Carlin himself. And the Swoon series continues with Olympian Carlin Isles in the Zoom room today. Hey, Carlin.
1: Hey, what's up? How you doing?
0: How are you? How does it feel to be a Swoon of the Week?
1: Feels good, you know? So, you know, I feel blessed, you know, so.
0: I love to see it. Okay, I have to jump right in with your reactions to the Olympic Swoon bracket because you are the first... Bracket contestant that has been featured on the podcast. This is like a big deal for me. What was it like opening up Instagram one day and seeing a soon bracket? Just t- walk me through it. How do you feel?
1: You know, I, I was um, skeptical. Like, what is going on here? You know what I mean? Like, fair. So, you know, the more I got into it and start watching and, and your posts and and everything else, you know, good. You know, I I felt like I should have got more votes. You know what I mean? Agree.
0: I don't agree with the way that it went down. I feel like we can, you're the honorary winner because here you are today. I mean, you know where I stood from, from exactly. the day I was campaigning.
1: So, so for me, I feel like it was very biased.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first. We'll, we'll do a recount.
1: Yeah, we definitely need to redo that recount. I don't know, but I know there needs to be a recount.
0: Okay. I feel like this episode comes out, we'll do an honorary recount, and I yeah. hope that the listeners will pull through. And I think once we hear a little bit more about your story, it's only going to deepen the swoon factor.
1: You know what I mean? Exactly. And they might take them votes back and give them to me because they're going to be like, you know what? I didn't know, you know, the background and X, Y, and Z. So I like this guy.
0: Exactly. And I do have to ask you, I don't know if I'm going to keep this in the episode, but I don't know if you noticed that I was actually blocked by another Olympian in the process of the swoon bracket. Do you have any reactions?
1: You say you were blocked? Yes. No way
0: carl and i was blocked and here's the thing listen i hate to throw this guy under the bus i'm not going to name any names i'll tell you i'll tell you off the record but he watched every single story i saw his little blue check and then yeah. at the very end he made it to the final so this is going to kind of give it away if you really paid attention he made it to the final and then when i was tagging him in the final votes blocked
1: why he how come why do you think he blocked you
0: i don't know i can only imagine it was like it was a day of one of his races, so I wonder if it was him just, like, getting in his zone and he wanted to, like, block out the noise, but I was only saying how swoonworthy he was, so, like, I really didn't, like, I wasn't saying anything bad. It hurt my feelings, but I will say, Carlin, I was unblocked. <laughs> I checked again, and he unblocked me after everything, like, Olympics finished up, so, like, I don't know, but I'm glad you didn't, you didn't do that. It makes you more swoonworthy to me that you never blocked me.
1: Exactly. Come on, now.
0: Anyway, you well, see all kinds, see all types, I guess. And you know, some, you just can't handle the pressure. You could handle the pressure.
1: Hey, that's one thing about me. I can handle that pressure now. That's what I do.
0: You were receptive to it. Also, obviously receptive to Olympic pressure. Let's let's dive into the 2020 games. Team USA, rugby, just talk me through maybe how you got started in rugby to begin with, and then we could talk about your specific Olympic experience.
1: Long story short. I got it started in rugby in 2012. I was getting ready for the Olympic trials in track and field. And I came across rugby on the internet. I was living in Austin, Texas at the time. And I saw it on the internet. I was studying biomechanics, you know, on the computer. I loved doing that. And I saw it, clicked on it, and started watching it. The more I watched it, the more I fell in love with it. Got on Google who to contact. Found the CEO, Nigel Melville. I emailed him. And he called me the next morning, not thinking nothing about it, because my dream was to go to the Olympics and track and field. And I only been running professionally at the time, maybe about a year, year and a half. I knew my slip, my chances of making it was Real uh, okay. so well with myself. So, you know, he, he called me. We start, you know, chopping it up. And four days later, I packed up all my stuff. I moved to Aspen, Colorado, where I was playing there for a club. Got invited to a USA Development Tour in Canada, only playing rugby for a month. And, you know, when I started rugby, I was like, man, what if I became the world's fastest rugby player? What if I got, you know sponsored by Nike what if I you know made the Olympics what if I made the USA team and um, you know I went to Canada only playing rugby for a month everybody else there been playing majority of all their life so I tore it up the next day I was the only one who got a contract boom one of my goals came true three months I made the, my first tour the to World Sox. Where rugby play boom got sponsored by Nike boom made the Olympics in 2016 boom. So many. My main thing was I wanted to inspire so many people around the world and show them that you could do anything you put your mind to uh, awesome. if you work for it. And plus, for me, I had a story that mm-hmm. I wanted to tell. And for me, I wanted to inspire people throughout everything that I've endured in my life. And you know, that was the main objective. But yeah, so I had a vision. I made it come true. So that's how I started.
0: I love that. And I love that you kind of discovered this passion later on and it just was kind of the perfect mix for you and literally look at you now. I'm also really curious for you to kind of compare and contrast 2016 when you went to rio compared to tokyo i mean obviously for covid reasons it was very different like what was the difference for you going into tokyo having already had an olympic experience but notably different this time around
1: so for me i didn't really get the full effect of the Olympics because the last six, 16 was zika virus and then we had covid but it was different from 16 to 20 2021 20, um, Because you couldn't just roam around. Like, there was, like, a Nike house. There was a dormer. There were so many different houses that you can go to. And you get so much more free stuff. And, and you get to meet people. And even in this experience, like, the opening ceremonies was a lot different. I didn't even go to it because I knew everybody that – the people that I wanted to kind of see wasn't going to be there. Mm-hmm. And plus, there were so many there. I mean, you had to keep your mask on. But at the same time, you didn't get that full experience how I did in right. this team, you know. But at the same time, for me, it was just another Olympics to me. And I, I went there with a mission. You know, I still had a good time. But people that I wanted to interact with, I didn't really get to want to get to interact with and take pictures. and Because oh, yeah. for me, I just like vibe and, and talking to people and, and things mm-hmm. like that. And you really didn't get that fully. Yeah. So, you know, the fans stuff didn't really affect me much because, like, once I play, it's like I'm in a zone. So I don't really... pay attention to outside, you know, outside factors, but some sports feed off of that the fan base, you know, Um, and we do a little bit, but at the same time, you kind of, I kind of got used to no fans. You just get custom to to dealing with situations like that. So
0: I get that. I'm just like, I'm so fascinated by the concept of Olympic village and I get that it was different this year, but like on a normal year, I guess my my question is just out of curiosity, like how do you know who everybody is? There's obviously a ton of athletes just roaming around. Like in my mind, you, everybody has a name tag. You're like Carlton Isles rugby. Like how does that work? Like how do you know who everybody is? And like uh, you just
1: you just know, you know, who people are based off, you know, gotcha. the world of social media. So you know the top notch athletes, you know, right. basketball, you know. You yeah. see because social media is so big, you see, you know, different sponsors showcasing different type of athletes and you know the top, you know, the top people totally. for sport. And then as you know, doing, during the Olympics, they're showcasing the people who they feel like are the highlights or whatever, or the top of whatever sport that they're mm-hmm. in. And so you kind of see it like, dang. Or even, you know, people growing up, your childhood heroes who still yeah. doing Olympics that, you know, basketball players or you know, tennis or whatever it may be, um, you, you you know, faces. And even during you know, COVID over in Japan, you can tell who people are doing their face masks as well. You know, mm-hmm. so. Um, you are just good at getting reading faces because <laughs> totally.
0: totally who are a few of those people for you? like people that you do kind of keep an eye on maybe people you've looked up to in your sport or just in team usa any name drops for us
1: for me i like a lot of the track and field athletes right because um, I, I was a sprinter and still sprint on the side but yeah you well know, um, i love talking about speed and stuff especially with track and field athletes and just yeah. people that's doing great things in that in that field and even you know, um, and different sports as well. So, but I didn't get to see like for me like the last one, Kevin Durant and a lot of the other basketball players. Yeah. I didn't go to open ceremonies, but last ceremonies I got the picture with like all the basketball players because I was like on their bus and we were just chopping chapp- away what. Wow. Yeah. But I missed this. I didn't go to this one, but Kevin Durant was at this one. Oh. I was like, Dang, I wanted another picture with him again. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was all right though. But um, yeah, yeah just stuff like that.
0: I get that. That's so cool. That's so cool. I'm glad that you kind of made the best of the experience because that's what, that's what it sounds like you did. And it sounds like that's what you do for your life, period. You make the best of what you have got and you kind of take ownership of your own life and really turn around for yourself. You mentioned your unique story, your upbringing a little bit earlier. I'm wondering if we can dive into that a little bit, catch everybody up to speed on just like how you were brought up and how it kind of impacted the athlete that you became.
1: You know, growing up, uh, I was in the foster care system. My twin and I got taken away from my mother when we were about five years old. So I was in the system up until I was eight. I got adopted when I was eight. But, you know, even I went from foster home to foster home. And the first foster home, you know, they uh, made me stand there and hit me with a belt with the motor part of my face. And then they made my twin and I fight. And then another foster home, um, where he had to eat dog food. I used to run away from home a lot. And then I used to uh, fight a lot to protect my twin. So, and then I was, I couldn't read and write when I was younger. So, you know, I ended up getting adopted, thankfully. And, you know, my parents moved us to the suburbs because, you know, they wanted a great education for us. And, yeah. you know, I was in IEP for a while and tested out by the time I got to my freshman year, um, because I wanted to be normal in normal classes. So for me, it was always a fight um, to try to prove myself and get better. But I knew who I was and I wanted and what I wanted to be in life. So even at the y- younger age, I instilled good habits and good values and and was well, very disciplined because I knew who I wanted to be and what I didn't want to be. And I've seen athletes, you know, take things for granted or take their gift for granted and make stupid decisions. So, you know, I was always proactive instead of reactive. I didn't go to school dances. I didn't go to prom. I was I was a workout junkie, to be honest, and it helped me. You know, I the, the, the things I instilled in myself at a young age and my my ability to um, keep the objective or any issue and to stay focused and determined pay off later on in my life. Because, you know, as you get older, you know, obstacles happen and, and things happen that can deter you from your path or get you sidetracked from, you know, really what you really want to do. And it's easy to be influenced by a lot of different things. But. For me, um, I never let that happen, mm. and I think my grind and my ability to stay on the course and not get sidetracked was a big plus for me. But I thank uh, God, especially for yeah. you know my my mindset as a as a young man, and my parents are still good barriers in me as well. But for me, for the most part, I knew what I wanted and I, and I stuck to that.
0: Yeah, no. And I think that's so commendable, especially because you had to start from such a young age. You know what I mean? So it's just like who you are has been built on this perseverance and this like aspirational thinking, which I think is really important and lessons we can all take away. I'm curious, was it ever a conscious decision once you started getting some more success in your career, which which did come quickly for you, but was it always like, I want to make sure that I'm vulnerable about my story and I want to make sure that people know where I came from? It seems like you're very forthcoming on social media and in the interviews that you give, which I think your fans are clearly grateful for. But I'm wondering if that was like a conscious decision or if it just felt so naturally for you to share. Like, why why are you as vulnerable as you are?
1: I'm as vulnerable as I am because for me, I want to not only inspire people, I want to change yes. people. And I'm out there to change, not just to inspire because anything can touch you. But does yeah. that doesn't mean that it changed you? And for me, you know, uh, I know how important people's stories are. Um, I, like even for me, you know, Rocky Balboa, like the Rocky movie.
0: Yes, I um, know about that. Well.
1: Inspired by that as a young yeah. man, and his the way he operated because he, you know, was an underdog and he mm-hmm. worked hard to be where he was at. And for me, I gravitated towards that, and I took those lessons and those values, and I instilled it into myself. Mm-hmm that I fully don't know if I would have been who I am today Um, but it made a big impact it put some uh, armor on me yeah and on my heart and how I operated. and so for me that armor that I that took I used and so if it wasn't for that story and just like for my story you know somebody else can be touched and somebody else can be transformed by that story so that's why I'm so vulnerable for it and I know what God has done for my life and what he can do for other people so you know just faith and seeing past your vision so my thing was I was always gonna make people see what I see I saw past what the eye Mm -hmm. could see yeah so many people are so limited by what they see that they get stuck they don't go that extra mile or or break those barriers because they get so surface level but Mm -hmm. I always saw what the past what the eye could see no matter what what was happening so that's why I just kept digging
0: love it I love it I feel like we're slipping into a little life coach stuff now which I know you dabble with so talk to me about your life coach journey
1: yeah, man, I, li- I like life coaching. You know, I need to do more of it, to be honest. And it's something I always was passionate about because I'm a deep person. I'm not really a surface-level type person, but I like to give people different perspectives about life and make them see what they already can see, but see it even better. Yeah. You know, you can see a picture – and then you see the picture, and then you get a different perspective, and the picture becomes more, you know, colorful, more lively, and more meaningful, just because you got a better perspective of what you saw. And yeah. a lot of things we see things a certain way because we think we know. Uh, but the more you can see, the more open-minded you are, the better your life will be and the, the better you'll be able to see things before it's even happening as well. So how your conscious and subconscious mind operate and works on a daily basis is very important, but a lot of people play lip service to it. And that's why they get stuck in ruts and you know get depressed. And, and there's a lot of mental issues and a lot of people don't know how to fight through things. And they use the mental part as an excuse to stop fighting through. Everybody deals with things, but just because you deal with the leanings, you can't use the mental part and you know stop. You got to, you got to build your resilience. It's important.
0: I love that. And I think that your interest in bettering the lives of the people around you and just kind of inspiring them with your words and with your story and everything is kind of built into your brand. Now I've been researching you a little bit for the Spoon bracket and now for this interview, obviously, and it's cool to see the brand that you are building and it feels like a very authentic one and one that's, that's cool to witness and one that made me extra excited about this interview. I'm curious how your goal setting kind of contributed to the building of your brand? I mean, I think it started with you know, you made that goal to be the fastest man in rugby, and then you kind of became the standout rugby guy, and now it's just kind of snowballing and you pick these goals. So, just talk to me about goal setting when it comes to your brand.
1: You know, for me, you know, I'm a little different when it comes to the goal setting. To okay. I think for personally, for myself, I want to say different, but personally, how I operate when it comes to my brand, when I know who I am. And yep. I know who I am. One, you always know who you are as a, as a man and as an athlete. And then based off of that, what are you passionate about, and how you want to be seen and remembered? And for me, I'm a hard worker. That's one thing I people see me as. And the thing is, for my brand, it's who I am. It's not a facade. It's not something I just I put up for for a show. Mm-hmm. You know, like, do that. It's, it's not a, anything I post, anything I do, I talk about, it's not for show. Um, and what you see me do, I work hard. I work extremely hard, and people can vouch for that. Even when I was young age to now, I have the mm-hmm. same reality. And for me, I'm a deep person. So for me, fast is a priority to me. Um, I work hard, my work ethic, uh, my mindset, for far as overcoming obstacles and things that I, that I do on a day to day basis. You know, if you can, if you look at my story, you see uh, the drive and the things that I overcome. So for me, it's giving you a piece of my mind, a little piece, and even things that people can use on a daily basis that I see people struggle with. I'm a deep person, so I'm always watching people, I'm observing, very observant. And so for me, I'm basically saying, hey, these are things that I'm one passionate about that's happening on the subconscious level that you know people are just looking at, seeing it. So for me, consciously, it's just like, you know, speed and working on is very important for me. Deep Conversations, overcoming, you know, life, understanding the mind, is very important to me. Things, just things like that. And so, as you look at my page, and you look and see things, you'll say, okay, this is what this guy is about. You know, I love who I am. You know, what I'm saying I love taking pictures of myself. It's it's not in a cocky way, but I love who I am. You know, and for me, my foundation never comes from external things. You know, for me, people like to likes and all this stuff. I don't care about that. When I post, I post for me. Love I it. do it for me, not because I want somebody else to like it or whatnot, but I love who I am. Because if I don't love who I am, then I'm gonna seek my validation from someone else. And I don't need that. And, and it's, it's weird because it's all about how you look at stuff. Like I post pictures of me and da da like even if I take like selfies and like, or pictures, like I got a nice camera, 10,000 thousand dollar camera, I have people take pictures and whatnot. And it's just like, how many times you actually look at yourself in the mirror or you look at yourself, you look at everybody else and be fascinated, but, a lot of people are not fascinated by themselves in a healthy way, but for right. me, I'm just like, I look good. I love who I am. I look good today. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's nothing cocky, but you have to love yourself. And for well, me, I sp- I spend a lot of time by myself throughout my whole years understanding self and loving self. And when you do that, man, and everything I do, I do for I do for me. Yeah. You know? And my journey, my whole life is all about the process. I don't really care about the outcome of things, to be honest, because my validation is not based off of what I achieved and what I didn't. But for me, my satisfaction comes through the process.
0: I love that so much. And clear, I mean, it's working. I think people see that and are, you know, receptive to it. And I think that's why you are such a strong social media presence, someone that somebody like me likes to follow. You know what I mean? You're a good person to look to, and I'm not alone. Like you are on the high bracket of, I mean, if we're going back to the swoon bracket there's a big range of like followings for Olympic athletes. Obviously there's like the Kevin Durant's of the world who, you know, but like you're up there is what I'm trying to say. So it's really cool that you're here. I don't know. Kudos to you for like leading with that authenticity and just doing it for you and coming from a very, like you said, not cocky, but just self-assured place and yeah. look at how people receive that. I think that's really, that's a beautiful takeaway for me to leave this conversation with So Thank you.
1: Thank you. What's uh, how about yourself? you know you i mean you are very you got a good um you got a good vibe too yeah like you know you're very likable as as a woman you got very very energetic what's what's your purpose What's what do you like to for people to see and take from yourself
0: yeah i think that's i think that's a really good question i feel like you're a little bit putting me on the spot i wish i had like a better formed answer i don't know i think for me it's just i like to put out what I love into the world you know I love to sit down and do these interviews I think I've kind of created for myself a platform that I can do that and I just think people like to see you doing what you really love and care about and so it's cool for me to just put out an episode every week and put out these little videos and for people to see it and be like she's out there she's doing it and that, it makes me feel good you know
1: yeah, I like it. That. that's sweet that's sweet it's good to know
0: we've hit a lot of things i guess the only other thing i wanted to circle back to for you is partnerships and sponsorships and things like that any other big ones that you just want to hit i feel like you've done a little bit of everything like you mentioned nike i know you were big on red bull i saw your fabletics little sit down thing you're doing it all
1: i've had a lot of sponsorships through the years and you know get some more uh, you know coming through yeah so my thing is you always have to reinvent stuff yeah and i mean there's people new people coming through I've been on the scene for a while. And now, you know, to be honest, I had to think through. I said, you know what, I have to start changing things a little bit and not do the sex of the same old thing over and over again. And now I'm at a process where, like, dang, even though it's like, I'm at a I'm at a point in my life where I'm just, you know, I've done everything I wanted to do. But still, you want, not saying that's more, but, you know, you have to continue to stay on top of things yeah. and to keep what you, you've already had. And so it's like now I got to reinvent the wheel when it comes to you know my branding, and not even so much like that, but continue to showcase and understand what people like or what don't like. But at the same time, you got to do what's, what you like, not for people, but always reinventing and seeing how you know the, the waves moves when it comes to, to social media, and and, yeah. and, not, and not even that market yourself. And cool. I think that's the thing is is that.
0: It's a valuable thing because it brings you outside of the rugby world and introduces you to a whole new fandom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I hope that this is what this does too. If you had to like do a little crystal ball manifest moment, like what does your life and your brand and everything look like a couple months from now, a couple years from now, like, do you think about that? Do you think about where you want the brand to be and what thing you want to hit in the coming years? I'm just curious.
1: Um, I think for me, you know, things, you know, as life goes on, you know, different interests happen totally ranges and things like that so it's always we discovering and then making adjustments Mm -hmm. for me it's just to continue to show show my hard work but even showing the other interests and other things that I'm I'm going through on a day-to-day basis and Mm -hmm. even more or less mentally when it comes to to certain things in life so I think I think I want to start even being more you know especially with stuff, even if it's post, if it's action, but, you yeah. know, getting people to see and understand things and, and how the mind is, is really working. Because I, I, I see things in, in so many directions, and for me, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to put the grid out, you know, um, and, and, and be more deep, but also show my athleticism and, 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 and things like that. So I don't know. I'll see, but it's, nothing's ever a fixed scale, so it's always okay. – changing so yeah well, listen
0: if you want to get a little more deep i have a segment to round us out that could let you do just that so at the end of every episode i go through with my guest our acronym this is the her life blog cast, so we do her reflections of the week h stands for something you're happy about in this moment reflecting on your joy e is something that's energizing you right now giving you energy to your days and r is a recent realization that you might have had so it can be about anything you could take it as surface level or as deep as you want to Happy, yeah. energy, realization, hit
1: me. Happy, I'm um, just waking up every day. So I'm blessed to to, to wake up. Energizing, to be honest, uh, nothing is either, to be honest, energizing me. So at this point in time, I'm, I'm doing regardless of how I feel. That's what I'm doing. And if eventually, emotions will come. Mm-hmm. But especially after the Olympics, it's just been ugh, so much just... I got too much happening, going on. So for me, I'm, my actions are speaking before my my emotions.
0: And that's fair. A good re- thing to reflect on. Last yeah. but not least, realization. What have you realized recently?
1: What have I realized recently? What have, what have
0: I realized recently? Maybe you could realize that you love doing random podcast interviews with people who found you on Instagram. It could be a whole, it could be anything.
1: I realized recently that being very in tune with self is very very important but knowing how to communicate to yourself is is important and you know people always think it's easy to you know i'm gonna change this and do this but it's it's not but it's a daily getting it wrong to do it to get it right but also loving yourself at the same time knowing how to communicate to the younger self um, and feeding what it needs yeah basically
0: Answer. I think you, that was great I think you left us with a lot and again like I said it before the life coach within you really came out in this episode and I feel like that does that happens for you a lot you love a deep conversation I love to be on the receiving end of that I was hoping that that was how this interview was going to go so I just thank you again for your vulnerability and for your good sportsmanship when it comes to the swoon bracket I mean you're giving me everything that I need from you I so so appreciate you being here today really truly
1: Also, last thing for anybody, do not indulge on the emotion. Understand emotional message of why you're feeling the way you feel. Because the more you indulge on it, the more you'll get. But a lot of people don't get the message. So get the message. And if you get the message, then you can understand how to feel better because we communicate to enhance a feeling or change how we feel. So you want to feel better. That's why we communicate. Bam.
0: Look at it, bam. We got it. (laughs) I got so many little soundbites, Carlin. I don't even know what I'm going to pick for this week. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you so, so much.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: And that does it for our show, everybody. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to follow us on Spotify or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. A rate and review would be so great. You can find us on Instagram at her.blog.life. You can find Carlin on Instagram at Carlin Isles. You can find me on Instagram at Rachel Malik 13 Make sure you get in on the next swoon bracket that I have. For blog posts, you can go to her blog life.online. And for behind-the-scenes videos of recordings like this one, just find my YouTube channel. Search Rachel Malik. Should pop right up. Feel free to subscribe there as well. As always, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next Sunday for another Olympic episode.
1: I'm swoon on a week. This is Carla Niles, and this has been her blogcast.